Does faith have a future? I'm going to make some assumptions. You didn't show up today because you had nothing else to do. Your attendance here today is not because you heard that I was preaching and you would move, you would move heaven and earth to hear me preach. Your attendance here may be because someone in your office invited you. Maybe because a neighbor said we should go together. Maybe a roommate encouraged you. Or just maybe. That person that you've had an eye on since the beginning of the semester thinks chapel's an okay thing to do. And so, if they think it's a good idea, it might become a good idea for you. While there may be reasons why you are here, I can only hope that some of your reasons include to once again slip into the caring presence of a living, loving God, faith renewed by word read, faith restored by hymn sung, faith challenged by word spoken, faith encouraged by the prayers of God's people, gathered together and received by the hearts of a good and gracious God. So does faith have a future? The immediate answer to that question is a Lutheran answer. Two parts, yes and no. Yes, God who spans all time, graces and forgives us endlessly, who will not leave us alone by sending God's Holy Spirit, has given us the gift of faith. The gift of faith has stretched across time, and the gift-giving God has not changed up until today. So, it looks like we'll have faith in our future. And while there is a yes, there's also a no. No, there will not be a faithing like we know it today in our future. The practicing of faithing will change. How we practice our beliefs, where we perform sacred rituals, what words and music are played and sung to, to support a variety of faithful communities will change. The past has proven this to be true. Looks like the future will be no different. Faithing practices will change, but the God who gifted them to us will not. Another question for the day, echoed on an article written in the front page of the Ventura County Star recently. What are you guys doing over there? In the past few weeks, just like you, I've done a fair share of my own thinking about CLU, its Lutheran identity, and the faith that has brought us this far. In all sincerity, I want to thank the Ventura County Star 
for helping give shape to the conversation of identity on this campus and in the broader community. I also want to applaud the ASCLUG for diving into matters of faith and reason as they consider reframing the preamble to the student body constitution. Once again, our student body has accomplished a CLU missional objective. That words matter, convictions carry weight, credibility comes with transparency and truth, and leaders of character listen and speak. A generous note of thanks also to Daryl Jodock, who, during his recent visit, helped give us word thoughts to our conversation about identity. But the greatest thanks goes to all of you for the visits that you've had about our identity in the aisles of Albertsons or Trader Joe's, from conversations in Bible studies and choir rooms, conversations at Pete's Coffee or Starbucks, or any random moment where you wore some CLU gear and wandered into the question, what are you guys doing over there? Thanks for engaging the conversation and answering the question, what we're doing here. Your engagement has provided opportunity. Now, let me take a stab at what I think we're doing here. First and foremost, I think we're doing what God has called us to do. The idea that has become CLU didn't start on the edge of a cocktail napkin as a profit-making notion from the minds of some venture capitalists. CLU started with the conviction that future leaders would shape the context of the world and would do so rooted in the power of a creating God, serving others' needs at the invitation of Jesus Christ, and empowered to engage the world and even the universe by the presence of the Holy Spirit. CLU has a vocation, and that vocation is to meet the needs of the world, employing all of God's good gifts. Secondly, I think God is doing something at CLU through the vehicle of this somewhat off-putting question, what are you guys doing over there? I'd like to tell a story. I'll take you back to 1968. I was a freshman in high school. For this side over here, that just makes me old. During that year, I shared a locker with Stu Drake, my best friend. I took the left side of the locker, Stu took the right side of the locker. Frequently, Stu's stuff crossed the line. Frequently, I would spend my time in between classes straightening things out. When it would get real bad, I would take all of the stuff out of the locker and put it on the ground and reorder things so it would work for me. One class break, 
Stu, at a distance, saw me rearranging. I had pulled all of our stuff out, laid it on the ground, and was putting it back. Stu was absolutely furious with me. He thought I was just going to put my stuff back and leave his stuff out. So furious was he that he did the freshman, manly, 1968 thing. He pushed me, and then he said, I'm calling you out. Code language for let's fight. So we stepped back, and a circle of friends gathered around us. We got ready. Stu took the first swing. He hit me squarely on the shoulder. So I did the manly 1968 freshman thing. I reared back, summoned all of my courage, and leaned in to hit Stu on his shoulder. Then we stood and looked at each other, acknowledging, yeah, that was pretty stupid. (laughs) Stu called me out. That is, Stu called me onto a different ground where we would settle things differently. It was by no means the best way to settle anything. Fighting has rarely fixed anything. In an oddly similar way, I think God is calling us out. Not to some engagement, fist-fighting with God, which if we were to engage, certainly we would lose, but rather, I think God has called us into a moment of serious, robust, and ongoing conversation about what it means to be engaged in Lutheran higher education. Could it be that God is inviting us onto different ground? Could it be that God is yet again asking us to answer the question, what are you doing here? What does this mean? Perhaps the simplest answer to that question is, we're raising leaders for the world. And we are doing so informed by the theology Lutherans have to offer. But that is precisely where simplicity ends and complexity takes up. How we accomplish this goal is multifaceted and at some levels immeasurable. So to wade through all of the complexities of the question, what do Lutherans do when we face difficult questions? What do a variety of faithful communities do when they engage in tough questions? We do the same. We trust in the leadership of God And then we walk by faith. We trust in the leadership of God and walk by faith. The disciples had that kind of walking relationship with Jesus, a relationship that turned into a trusting relationship. The disciples discovered that Jesus was indeed the one who he said he was, light of the world, savior of the nation, a healer of broken relationships. Relationships based on trust 
become roadworthy relationships. I would argue that what makes CLU a unique place is seated in a theological understanding. That is, a trusting relationship with God will spill over into a trusting set of relationships with all of humanity, all of creation. Scripture tells us of Jesus' encounter with the Pharisees as they were curious about when the kingdom of God, Jesus' kingdom, would break in. Religious leaders of Jesus' day were all too familiar with the inbreaking of another kingdom. Other kingdoms, by sheer force of their army, would overthrow the leadership, economies, spirituality, and social fabric of a neighboring tribe. So when asked, Jesus said, Don't look over there to another community. Don't do some sort of comparison shopping of what this community does well and what that community over there is delivering. Rather, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is among us, within us. And what kind of kingdom is that? Last question. Jesus said, my kingdom is known by a set of relationships based on love and forgiveness, trust and mercy. Might it be that the answer to the question, what are you guys doing over there, could be contained using those words. At CLU, we're creating a set of relationships based on love and forgiveness, trust and mercy. We do so at the request of God, and we believe it will reshape the world we live in. Seemed to work for the disciples. I bet it will work among us. Amen.